ready? Mm-hmm. Because we're recording now. Tell me. Tell Where me. Are we? We're at the West Side Food Festival Ooh. at the Zimmerman Automobile uh, Museum. All right. Yes, we are. We're at an automobile museum, and we are with the gentleman that puts this whole shindig up and i see he's drinking some rosé so I I, <laughs> I I i it's safe to assume that the event is started and is running smoothly be, or, or maybe not because he <laughs> could have know. had a full rosé and there's only like a pinkies left worth in there uh mr todd todd how you doing i'm doing good thank you for having me and uh, <laughs> no. i gotta take it easy right now i got i got this full festival I oh can't, yeah i can't go for the vodka yet <laughs> not no, yet no 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 just you know pretend you're french um you know have have some rosé uh, don't shave your armpits, and you're perfect. You're gonna be good. Yeah, pretend it's you're in Provence and just have a little rosé. Good tips. And uh, absolutely. And I be- are you, which which rosé are you drinking? Do you know? This is uh, from Plow in uh, P L O U G H. Ooh, nice. Ooh. I had some rosé from Frisco in oh, Paso, yeah. and that was solid. Really nice okay. stuff. I'll go try that. Later. I know. I'm drinking a little bit of his uh, his Cab Syrah blend All right, right now. So did everything yeah. go off without a f- uh, like a, a I mean, hitch we're here. Today? So yeah. far, yeah. I didn't get arrested on the way in. It is knock on wood, right? More people are coming in this is just finishing the uh, vip hour so the general mission's coming in now and uh everything's going pretty good if you guys aren't here next year because i know some of you obviously aren't here right now if you guys aren't here next year you're crazy this has food this has drinks this has not just like regular drinks too this has like all we're all over the board we've got tequila we've got vodka we've got um wine we've got seltzers which we're going to talk to one of the seltzers coming up yeah and it's kind of cool i always like going to uh these kind of events where you can try i like to say a spirit in its natural form but then some of the folks are also making cocktails with it uh and and I could say that for the the vodka that we had that had oh. that really nice like activated charcoal yeah, 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 yeah. fresh lemon juice. It was just a nice refreshing cocktail to kind of go along with with the whole. And then I mean, you had some fried chicken. I had some fried chicken that and is, it was bomb. Did yeah. you have some? Oh yeah, Gus's fried chicken. They've been here before. They're the they're the most popular. They're Good. The, yeah, yeah. With reason because that oh, is excellent. some bomb ass fried chicken. Like <laughs> like I, I took it when you were like, yo, go get the fried chicken now before the lines get a little kooky. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna. Uh, he's he's he may have been here before, so I, I'm gonna listen I'm gonna to Todd on this. Todd. One. I'm gonna trust Todd. Trust Todd. Uh, we're gonna get shirts. Yeah, we're gonna get. In Todd, Todd. we trust. In Todd, <laughs> in Todd we trust shirts uh, for fried chicken. But yeah, for real, the, the fried chicken was bomb, and it's it's funny because it's it's just the right amount of of vendors and food uh, part, not just vendors so it's it's just the right amount you have your silent auction you've got enough sweets you got because you know, when you go to these food and wine festivals from somebody who's been to so many of these these things sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming and you always feel compelled to to try everything and you never can and and here i feel like you get right on the cusp and there you maybe might you, but you 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 feel complete you know what I mean? You're definitely going to be like, you know what? Maybe I'm not a gin drinker, so I'm not going to do gin, but I've got vodka. I've got port wines. I've got beer. I've got this like lovely sparkling sake that I had over there. So there's just like oh, yeah. a little bit for everybody. There's everything. There's a big variety. We got sake. We got some cider. We got beers, all the liquors and... Uh it's just incredible. It's uh, yeah. You can hear the music. There you, you got food. Yeah. We got live bands uh, coming. Up. There's a fir- the first band is coming. It's finishing soon. We got another live band, New Orleans uh, jazz band coming on. Now. Oh, right on. That you're speaking Eddie's language. There we are. That's- we are. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's... Well, thank you so much right. for having yes. us. I'm going to rove around and uh, yeah, you guys go have fix, a great show. Go, go have I don't, everything. I don't, I don't want to see that little bit of booze in no, your cup we need ever full again. Cups I love here. it. I'm, I'm like the opposite mm-hmm. of a concerned mother. Okay. Uh, I never want to <laughs> see that little booze in your cup oh. ever again. Todd. You need that's to be that's all I'm saying. Thank yeah, you. Well, I'm, I'm not producing the event. You'll see a bigger. Right, right. Thank you, guys. See you later. Bye.
Oh my gosh, I'm having a blast. Yeah. That yeah. sounded kind of acted. No, I really am though. <laughs> yeah, Megan is not full of shit for once. Um, <laughs> I'm scared. So there is a THC thing here. Yeah, for for the folks at home who you know maybe don't know what THC is. What is THC, Meg? CBD. Uh, it's not CBD. What no, is THC? No, it says CBD on there too. But what is THC? It's, uh, it's the it's the chemical in the weed that it's blocks the active the ingredient thing. in weed okay, that welcome. turns you into Jeff Spicoli. That's basically what they THC is. They gave me a is. fucking can, bro. They gave you a can. I may I may pick up one of these cans to take home <laughs> and observe. <laughs> And maybe indulge in yeah, at some point this week just to try it. it. Huh? I don't know what to do, but I'm going to ask them. What's what the flavor? It's like grapefruit, rosemary, the, which they I have a I, you couple know, flavors. I'm kind of fascinated by that, so I do want to try that. I do too, but I'm scared. Well, shit, dude. Just go drink it with your dog, Lily, and maybe you'll see three dogs. I don't know. I'm not good with weed for everyone at home. I don't do weed. I don't do it. I've never been good. I did it when I was like 13, 14, 15, yeah. 16, 17, 18, 19, 21, and I never enjoyed it myself. Yeah, for, for everyone at home, weed is not her thing. Cocaine? Yeah, cocaine could be my thing. Yeah, you're like a cocaine cowgirl. <laughs> um, and so, so for 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 everyone at home, uh, so I uh, don't you know, do drugs. I've said it. I've, yeah, no. There's hello. No this is a comedy. There was two kids. There is some. Point. There is some comedy in this podcast. Uh, Kill do Bottle Podcast. This is our season finale. This is the season finale. This is the season finale. Season two, Megan. We did. Did we? Oh we? I know. You know. I don't get along with people very much, uh, and somehow and you, they don't get along with you, which is perfect. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of Kill the Bottle, we're we're really excited. We're gonna have a guest uh, coming on in just a shoe, a, really a, shoe, a few short moments. I'm really uh, excited. We're, yeah, we're gonna have Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea here. Uh, Very in, close in, friend. In, by in the studio, I mean in the little diner uh, no, ice, a, cream ice cream parlor cream that's parlor. at this food festival. And we, but it's it's a really nice, comfortable setup. So Matt's gonna be here. We're gonna be drinking his uh, his his Bravago spiked uh, seltzer water. And it's like hard. Oh, they like to call it bold seltzer i like that so it has huevos is what we're trying to some balls for sure yeah it has some balls in english um (laughs) but in the meantime you guys know i'm a wino uh so i am drinking some frisco from paso robles uh met this gentleman patrick frisco super small wine producer and we got to try last name i know right i wish i had a last name like frisco zamora you have to be a wine producer if your last name is frisco you absolutely you have to be a wine producer or you need like a bolo tie and you need to have like an oil field yeah that's like that's you the only extent. have two options there's in only life. two options in life mm-hmm. and he got one of them so he's making delicious wine in, in paso robles and I'm, I'm trying one of his uh it's a cabernet Syrah blend called uh arete are, i believe are, uh, it was french so, no it was right? greek arete oh, arete arete yeah. with the little um, the little triangle above the e or whatever right the, yeah the little little you know the little, called? i don't know i'm not I greek. Have my master's degree i'm not greek <laughs> I call it a teepee okay. when I draw one. Okay, All right. a um, but that's that's what I'm that's what I'm sipping on right now. What's the squiggly line in Spanish words? Enye. Oh, of course you know that. Well, yeah, I speak the friggin' language. <laughs> Megan Elizabeth. Did you say friggin'? Yeah, I did say friggin'. Say friggin'? Because you know what? We're in a public place, all right? I'm not going to use Megan's language here. I said friggin'. Friggin'. Okay. Uh, uh, frick and frack. I don't know what that means. <laughs> frick, but frack. I, frick frack. Um, new podcast. New check podcast. It out. Yeah, check new it podcast. Out. Called check it out. So, so we, when we talked about uh, uh, fried chicken with Todd, um, that was some bomb delicious, bomb diggity fried yeah. chicken. So when I worked for Adam Corolla, mm-hmm. there is that fr- same fried chicken place. Gus's is what it's called. They have one. Gus in, is a good man. 
<laughs> Whoever he is. I don't know who I don't he know. Is. His chicken's good. We should do some research on Gus. Let me let me not say he's a good man. I haven't researched yeah, Gus yet. Yeah, we don't know him. We don't know anything about like, Gus he yet. He could be this racist person that he we could were be like, an promoting. But yeah. his fried chicken is delicious. It was really good. Yeah, it's um, really so good. So when I worked on the Adam Cole show, they we would get that a lot. And then they do have one in Koreatown where I live. So... It's it's pretty popular. It's always crowded. So K Town is like a like Korean fried chicken is a thing too. It is. Uh, Why I, is and that? I am, you know, the same way I say I've never had a white claw. I'm yet to try the Jolie B Korean fried chicken, that's but like, I will gotta give it a whirl. Yeah, but that's because when you go to K Town and you you don't do that, you want to go get like the beef because it's Korean barbecue. Yeah, like, you want to go to K Town barbecue, but it's you hard live to there. get chicken. Like it's yeah. hard to like choose that to spend but your money on that when it's name, such good beef. Uh, the name eludes me right now, but. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Taylor Saleh, Taylor Saleh, who is on the TV show Queens uh, on on ABC, yep. he took me to uh, a, a fried chicken spot in a, a excuse me, Kentucky, a Korean fried chicken spot in New York City. That is, oh my god, it was so good. I almost said it. I almost I said that is friggin. Delicious. Oh, you, yeah, good. It editing. was amazing. Was it? And now in my head, I'm like, you know what? If 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 Jolie B is like the KFC version of that, yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I can mess with it. I'm okay. good. You know. Yeah. So that kind of a vibe. I'm like, all right, I can work that. I did go try some Korean street food. Okay. Um, or that, at least that's what it was labeled. <laughs> So basically, you had tacos in K Town. Like, what, what do you mean? What, what was Korean street food? It literally says that on the sign, and okay. it's in the middle of this like Korean shopping center. So their their specialty was like basically corn dogs. Okay. But they're like corn dogs loaded with like cheese. Like it's a hot dog and a stick with cheese, and then a sausage wrapping. But does it have cornbread like a corn dog? I don't. I didn't have it because they were out when I got there. Okay. But then there's potatoes also. On the outside of it too, like little squared breakfast potatoes. Isn't is that the craziest thing you've ever heard? It's like a it's a popsicle of sausage, cheese, and potatoes on a stick. See, I, I don't know if this is. It's not authentic. Uh, maybe it I is. Don't I don't if know. It's authentic, so, yeah, but that's what it's, the sign I, said. I do. There's a chef here in LA, and he's been featured in a million different things. He was featured in the movie Chef. He was on shows with David Cho. His name is Roy Choi. Roy is a great chef, and he has one of the most famous food trucks. Ever in Los Angeles, before the food truck became a thing here, and uh, it's called the Koji Truck, and it's Korean street tacos. I've heard of this. And every time you see a Koji Truck, he has several of them, there's always a line there. And it is not a phony hipster line. It is the real deal. It is, it, like, if you have one of those Koji Korean barbecue tacos, it is a game changer for you. So I invite, uh, I invite... Megan and you folks. So Megan's laughing because these, um, let's just say some folks joined us and they're sitting right by us. They're having a lovely conversation. Um, and Megan's getting a good chuckle out of it. I didn't even drink the CBD. No, you haven't had it yet, but she's getting the brief chuckles out of it. Megan's getting like teary-eyed. THC, uh, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm so, so, they're gone now. They were literally having like a very loud, like, when you see someone recording, when you walk by, do you just maybe go like? Ah! They they did the equivalent of of podcast photobombing us. That's what it was like, <laughs> kind of was. But it's funny because she had a Cruella Deville thing going about no, her. I saw so that. I just didn't want to like, you know, oh, I yeah. didn't want to. Yeah. Like sometimes you see a genie's lamp and you're like, I don't want to rub that genie's lamp because I don't want to <laughs> find out what's going to come out of that genie. No, so I was yeah. just like, you know what? Let let Cruella Deville get her thing going mm -hmm. and yeah, uh, you that know, was funny. Go find was, your hundred and one you Dalmatians and get out of here. To it, I was dying. Guys. Yeah. 
it because she, like she's yelling over her. Can yeah. I get some ice cream? <laughs> so Megan is sitting like the mobster because the mobster I'm always sits in the, the corner oh, yeah. of the room you never overlooking the restaurant. You never turn Nobody your back behind to the door. your back, right? So. Right now, uh, we have a, a, a lovely uh, lady who's watching the show. Oh. She could throw chicken at me, she and could. I would not be able to get to her, her before she ran Jane. out. Jane. Jane throws chicken. Hashtag Jane throws chicken. Hashtag. Uh, yeah, Jane could, you know, Tarzan, Jane, she, she could, could fucking, yeah, she could friggin' uh, come and hit me with some no chicken. No one's here. You're fine, Eddie. You're um, just fine. What were we talking about? I'm sorry, I was distracted by the loud conversation in the corner. Of the uh, you know, parlor. you know, Megs, it's it's all good because it's Sunday. It is the you know I'm having sacramental wine. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It is. I guarantee you, somebody is in church right now drinking some sacramental wine. So I'm, I'm not your sacramental. Yeah, I'm just I making sure you. Say I didn't say sl- sacramento. I, it's sacramental it wine. Like sacramento. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you should listen to those two old ladies' conversation again. I am. Um, My half of my headphones are off just in case. <laughs> I don't want to miss what they're talking about. Uh, but yeah, so you know, just a little bit of the wine, and uh, we're here at this fun ass food festival. I love it. I love it. Like this is what I live for. Trying it, it's stuff. funny. Uh, so dur- during the pandemic, uh, it, it was one of those things where I was like, do I miss food festivals? Do I not miss food? Like I missed going to restaurants, you know, but did I miss the food festival thing? Because, you know, I'm very lucky that I've been privy to have like a better experience at a food festival because I'm usually invited. I get in early. I get to not wait in line for stuff. So but it, it, it's one of those things. And I'm not t- I'm not being a dick. I'm just telling you, that's just kind of how it is. And I'm not, I don't take it for granted. But at the same time, I'm like, do I miss that? Or not, and and being here today is like reinvigorated. That has the, it. I was yeah. hoping you'd be happy. You yeah. should see this guy, guys. <laughs> what you should you you like come like so? I see Eddie, and I see Eddie a lot. But when like you're talking to people about wine and food, like the Eddie comes out. Like it's a completely like. He's so interested, and he's just like nailed in, and it's amazing well, to watch you. you do that. Oh, thank you. But I am, I'm really curious about it, and it's not, it's not insincere. I don't, I don't no, like I turn no, something it on. No, it, it, it's just like it I, brings it out of you. It does. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, it's like some of the sometimes those those conversations lay dormant, and then I'm in a in a in a room, or I'm I'm present to somebody that that's their passion. And it, it, I feel like a, I feel a kinship with them in a in a certain way, whether it's a chef, a winemaker, mm-hmm. uh, a mixologist, because we're passionate about food, wine, beverage in some way, shape, or form. And I love to give them a chance to showcase what they do. I'm right. like to put on like like wh- what are you doing? Why are you so into this? And that was, was such a cool thing about talking with uh, Patrick Frisco and and getting to sample his wine portfolio. It was he's like, very because it's him. He's like, very that's engaging. His, that's and it passion. is him. It is. He's him. like um, it's just me. Yeah, and it's like I'm <laughs> I in. I do everything. Like, I, I design the labels. Small space in the middle of big wineries. Like that's what he does, and it's yeah. just him. Yeah. Can so, you imagine what a life? You know, like, crazy. It's it's funny because I I if if he was on the show, I would ask him, what did you do before? And what changed you to want to be, you know, to want to become a winemaker? What was that? Because I, 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 if it wasn't just him at the booth, we'd have him on the show right, right now. But he's literally he's, the only person yeah, he's manning else there. his booth. Um, <laughs> but it's it, it's funny because you know I have this this dream, this nostalgic dream of of owning a winery in my life mm-hmm. and sitting on the porch drinking the wine that we made at my winery. <laughs> and mind you, bullshit, dude. I would rather just hire somebody to do it, and I could live on the winery and just. Basically, not drink for free because at the end of the day, I did pay for the winery. It's my winery. But 
drink wine that maybe like I, I think about it. I was like, well, I would put my mom's name on a label or I would do something towards my family history or whatever. So I, I dream about that. And here's this guy, Patrick, who's like, you know what? I'm going to put my last name on this bottle and you are drinking my wine. So bravo to you, dude. Yeah. Bravo. I yeah. love it. I appreciate that. I appreciate it, too. I'm just texting our other guests right now. So just, I don't think I'm ignoring you. I'm telling them we're ready. Oh, so Megan is texting our other guest. She's working vigorously. I feel like a like a I work like an, and, I feel I like work Joe Buck. Megan is texting at the thirty, the twenty, oh, I love the ten, Joe Buck. and touchdown. I love Joe Buck. Yeah, it's funny. I had a uh, I I can't say who, but a friend of mine was given a tour of a home by Joe Buck. So, a fr- ironically, a friend of mine. Stayed at an extremely nice home, uh, and Joe Buck was also staying there. And my friend shows up with their significant other, and Joe Buck is like, "Oh, hey, the owner's not here, but let me give you a tour of the house." And they're like, "Is the trippiest thing because it's like a sports announcer giving you a tour about so here's the bedroom and here's you know." It's like, <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> that would be a trip. He should pay. He like he should be he's ch- charge people to do that. That that should be his cameo. That should be his cameo. That should be Joe Buck cameo. Welcome to the bedroom. Yeah, welcome to the bedroom. And he is at the thirty. That's what he's. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't <laughs> no, do the Joe Buck. Don't do that. Um, you know, I'm. He's a, I can't do his low voice. Uh, he was on the Adam Carolla show and he has a drop where he talks about um his father doing. You know, his father because his father did sports and but yeah. the stuff that he got away with as his father got away with he would say like oh she's you know big north of the border or <laughs> like stuff like that they could get away with that and they can't now because now we're a little more yeah you gotta have some some major connus to, to yeah. yeah like and they have to do that all live like that mm-hmm. would be that'd be terrifying Without being canceled. I would get canceled within like five seconds of doing a job that's live announcing. See, I, I worked on <laughs> a family cooking show competition. So I I I can turn that switch off. You can. And, yeah. Well, I taught, so I can too. Yeah. But actually, no, I can't. I still got in trouble when I was a teacher for saying stuff I shouldn't have said. But I can't help it. it they're just t- tossing softballs at me. In these you know what schoolers. it is, too? I think it was also years of of working for a, a corp or representing a corporation and doing public speaking oh, yeah. for that corporation. That's how you that I it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how I mean, I have my 10,000 hours of practice. Like I, I there's there's few things that I could tell you I would ever be a master at. That is something that I have mastered through nine years of doing it uh, on the day to day of of speaking publicly to people and 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 so yeah it, it's funny because you you can't necessarily teach that skill it's definitely put together in practice and yeah. and I I guess being present I don't know did I ever tell you why I got written up as a teacher you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you how you got written up as a podcast host? <laughs> no, I, I'm about to let you know. Yeah, um, so you get three strikes basically as a teacher. If you get like formal write-ups, you can lose your license. Okay. They, it's three. So my only one. So four God. strikes for Megan. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm not teaching. No. Uh, my only one, thank God, was hilarious. Now I can't get written up about it. So it makes me feel very great. He's bringing them. Okay, sure. So it feels really great. <laughs> Are you looking? Yeah, I just saw him. He's walked by and he doesn't have anything in his hands. Um, so please indulge me. Okay. Well, uh, this, we got an email one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole staff did. And it said, 
our seventh and eighth graders have started titty tapping Tuesday and wiener whacking Wednesday. Wow. So please be on the watch. Um, I died from somebody who has a wiener dog. That's definitely, and I, you know, uh-huh. I, I was like, I die. I was like, titty tapping Tuesday, geniuses. Clearly, my middle schooler geniuses. I love that. What I did, it's like a me too, just waiting to happen <laughs> at thirteen. Titty tapping Tuesday, like for real. A wiener wacky was a game. Like I so, that's what they yeah, were doing. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways. I go home to my social media, which social media always gets me in trouble. And it, by the way, my social media doesn't say I'm a teacher, doesn't say where I work. It just is like even a fake name at this point. It was Megan Elizabeth, which is my fake name. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, yeah, you don't want to try to figure out how to pronounce her real last name. <laughs> you I sound got like it. a I Nazi. Got- <laughs> you will. And I just deleted it from yeah, my contacts. Get rid of it. I it's did. not worth it. I got on my social media and all I did was took a screenshot of titty tapping Tuesday and wiener whacking Wednesday and posted it. And I said, does anyone else get emails like this at work? <laughs> <laughs> not a good idea. Megan Elizabeth. Because it was private, I guess. It was a private so email. Much. That's why I got written up. Yeah. Because it was a private email and another teacher turned you me in. You broke privacy. Mm, I, I like broke saying privacy. that. I like saying privacy. I broke um, privacy. You broke privacy. So I had to have a formal, like, you know, sit down with the principal, sit down with everyone. Because they were, they. this is a fireable offense, they said. Oh, my God. Titty tap so, Tuesday. So, first Here's, of all. Well, hold on. Let me finish. Because <laughs> the issue okay. is, the issue was, the principal who sent the email probably should, should have said, the students are touching each other inappropriately on these specific days. Please yeah. watch out for it. Instead, she chose to say titty tapping Tuesday, Wiener Wacky Wednesday. That's on her. That's on her. Okay, so right, so I'm here's done. where my mind goes. Go. Um, if you haven't seen our live video show yet, head on over to YouTube and and look up Kill the Bottle. Do that. And uh, see our live episode from Roomba Kitchen here in, in Little Tokyo. But... There, there are certain faces that Megan makes, uh, and 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 you are finally privy to them when you see our live show, and it is worth it. Uh, and I'm not really, I'm like our YouTube is not to get a, a shit ton of followers Mm-mm. or anything. Like, it wasn't about that. But you, you, you just got to see the facial expression she makes. So I can only fathom Megan sitting down at the equivalent of a teacher, teacher, parent, teacher conference or whatever the hell that was, <laughs> getting chastised. And them just looking at Megan and her eyes just like lighting up like, what the heck is going on Say here? Say titty again. Say, Say titty, titty one, one more, more time. goddamn time. That's my that's face. The, that's what I thought it was. So it's it's funny that I can't even imagine. So right away, you're guilty as charged because your <laughs> eyes do not give it away. Like, will you watch the, the funny part? I, I, like, watch the, the episode of, of Megan. I We're not know. editing it. I didn't it's know. It's just her. We're going to have a, a guest on that's been a friend of mine for years. I wish he would have told me that i make stupid faces constantly like that would have you know prevented me from ruining a lot of french but you know what? here's the thing when you drink enough uh uh you know five percent bold abv seltzer Uh-oh. your your stupid faces become fun faces oh Megan. good good so, that's what i like to hear you know it, it just depends on how much uh uh how much seltzer is being consumed by you that it can make there's there's a there's a big difference between a, a lame joke and a really funny joke when you've had a cbd can I'm not gonna in drink your that. presence i'm not gonna drink that 
You're just no. You're just gonna let your dog lap it up when she starts barking a lot. Oh I automatically my god! I should. You. No, she'd be you should yeah, not. I'm doing that. Can you can, mm-hmm. really? I don't want to deal call... with PETA emails. Can we not? <laughs> I'm a dog lover. Don't feed your dog right, CBD well, booze. I give her MCT oil. That's different. Is it? Yeah. C- CBD MCT MCT is a little different than uh uh than than what you're dealing with there. So all right. Well, I won't do it. Okay. Well, coming up next. Coming up next. Oh, yeah. Do your voice. Don't do your voice. Fuck it. Yeah. All right. Thanks. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> We're good. And we are back. I didn't get to do my announcer voice because Megan was like, you know what, Eddie? Save that shit. Save it for... I didn't say uh, save it. I said never do it. You said never do it. But fine. you know what? And then I saw her her like big-eyed reaction, which you'll see <laughs> on, our, on our live video. I'm an asshole. Uh, I, I did not realize how much of an asshole mm-hmm. I am. You didn't? That's no. good. Better late than never. Now I know. Um, and, and so on, on the show... Why don't you have friends, Megan? So one of the things that have, that has become, and, and I'm sure you folks at home have noticed, there's like now there are these yummy, delicious, refreshing, let's say cocktails per se, but they're not cocktails, but they're, they're these bold seltzers with some booze in it, mm-hmm. lots of flavors, lots of cool things going on. And one of the uh, flavors that we have here, one of the seltzers that's being featured here at the Westside Food and Wine Festival is uh, Bravago. And here with us right now, we have the gentleman. I like saying gentleman. I like, oh, yeah. I, you know, I just no, like saying that good. word. Yeah. I want like future audio of, oh, the gentleman. No, I don't like that. You don't like that. Okay. The, the gentleman who's whose name is affiliated it is it is his bold seltzer and uh if if you're a car person or not a car person this is the kind of person you want to kick it with so (laughs) welcome to kill the bottle podcast uh matt the moderator deandrea and bravago seltzer welcome brother oh thank you so much here's my intro music oh oh a little asmr a little bold seltzer i bring my own intro music by the way (laughs) (laughs) uh so what what flavors so first of all hello congratulations on on launching a brand yeah we we are you know several folks that listen to the show are entrepreneurs and they appreciate people who have taken that step and and move forward and and put forth a passion that is to, to launch a brand. So bravo to that. Where did Bravago start? Bravago to that. Oh, yeah, you're Bravago. welcome. Look at you. Uh, Very apropos. Where, where did Bravago start? What, what was the, the genesis of, of, of you coming out with this? Right. Well, th- thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I, I appreciate it. Megan's my, my longtime friend, my BFF, so she talked me into this, whatever the hell this is. <laughs> she that made makes me, me come to this event. She made me show up on this podcast. Uh, she yeah, made me do ign- a bunch of shit. Really? You obviously haven't seen the live video of her at Roomba Kitchen because there's no way a person with those facial reactions could convince you to do anything. Oh, uh, listen, uh, I, what I love about Meg is like, I was just at a trade show in Vegas and you see the people walking around with like the necklace with like the three foot drink around their neck and they're carrying. <laughs> Are you too- sure you weren't in Cancun? Yeah. Well, well Megan does that at home. No, <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's She's like, yeah. why, why, why hold the drink when I can, when I can wear yeah, it around I mean, my I neck? I have this neck. <laughs> why would I? Yeah. I haven't been using this neck all day today I know. hold my head up. There's yeah. got to be more uses for this thing. There's a reason no, I'm Megan the mess. I appreciate it. So, uh, Bravago... Uh, so years ago, maybe nine years ago, I don't know how long, uh, years ago, it seems like, is that a real sentence? Yeah, how long, that, years, how long ago? years ago? Yeah, you I can mean, tell we've been at this event COVID for a few hours fog. now. We, we we've understand what you few, meant. We've been having a few drinks, but, uh, 
I, I helped Adam Carolla, who's a longtime business partner of mine, a co-host on an automotive podcast. I don't know if that's your audience listening to this podcast, but we are in an automotive museum. So I feel like... Yeah, I'm a thing. I don't know if I'd be a gearhead per se, but I'm a quasi gearhead. Like I, I enjoy But you've been cars. in the industry, you've been yeah. in the automotive industry, you've yeah. worked in that industry, so you kind of understand it. And uh, working, with, uh, working with Adam kind of helped launch his alcohol brand. Mm-hmm. And in that process, I... I liked what was going on. I thought it was challenging. I thought it could be interesting. So I wanted to come up with uh, with a, a brand of my own with with friends of mine. And after kind of looking at what's out there, it's interesting how the hard seltzer market blew up. Mm-hmm. But that's not why we quite created a hard seltzer. It's because they all taste like shit. <laughs> Yes. So, and I can attest to that. I yeah, no, I can really so, attest to that. Yeah, I, we were trying to figure out why. And what was interesting is what we found was White Claw came out. They invented the market, and good for them, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's just massive. Somebody's they created start it. something something smart, something different, and then everybody sort of followed suit and did it exactly the same way. And I just kept thinking, like, why? Why are you doing that? And then it's interesting how the market competes on to get kind of nerdy, but sort of on a sales level, Mm -hmm. everybody relies on what I call consumer confusion. They just make everything look like it's the same exact can. Everything's in a slim can. Everything's in a white can. Everything (laughs) has fruit on it. And you walk in and you're like, whichever one is in front of me first is the one I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy because you're so, it's so weird. So it's just like, you know, but I was like, what can we make a better product? So we, started developing a hard seltzer and looking at the market, I was like, well, first of all, I think they all taste a little flat. It's like liquid cardboard. So I wanted to turn up the flavors. Yeah. Yeah. It it feels like that SNL sketch. If you saw it where they had like the desk hard seltzer and then the desk had its own hard seltzer and then the drawer had its own hard (laughs) seltzer. I don't know if you saw that sketch. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But it's, it's, but it feels like, yeah, there's this abundance, but they all taste, there's nothing that sticks out. There really is. Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to, kick up the flavors quite a bit. And then in the process, we kicked up the alcohol to a 5.1%. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Thank yes. Right? you. Because, I mean, you know, it was kind of it was kind of a thought process. So as we did it, we, we realized, we kept saying, oh, you know, this is much bolder than what's out there. So we oh. created a category, our own. We're kind of claiming it's our self-proclaimed like it. category called a bold seltzer. Bold seltzer. So the flavors are kicked up. The alcohol is kicked up. We're not in a slim can. It's not in a white can. It doesn't have fruit on the label. It's in a conventional can. We use this black color uh, uh, on on the branding when you guys see it. But I got to give it up to you for the labeling because it, it almost feels like I'm at a, a, a convention and they gave me a name tag. Yeah, and I wrote of. my name on my name tag, and there's a, that's the way you have it written on the can. But I think it looks really cool. It's like it's very clear what it is. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, no, right under it, it tells you exactly what the flavor profile so, is. So that was the thing was um, I so – the other thing about this project was uh, I built a few c- companies in the past, and I've always looked for a project where I just can work with my friends. That was it. It was just like, I just want to work with my friends. So the people developing the product with me, the people coming up with the with the, the brand ID, the doing the promotion, the marketing, these are all friends of mine that own their own respective companies, design agencies, PR companies I've been working with for 10, 15 years. And I was like, hey, guys, let's just all get together and work on my That's company. Awesome. And they're like, yeah, yeah we totally want to do that. So as we kicked up the flavors and the alcohol a bit, we realized we weren't a regular seltzer. We were a bold seltzer. So that's the category that we created. 
And then one of the podcasts that I host in the automotive space is with Bill Goldberg, his WWE wrestler, mm-hmm. former NFL guy wrestler. Yeah. And I talked with him and uh, I said, you should be involved. And he said, I love what you're doing. Let's make it happen. I want to be a part of this thing. And as a co-founder of the company, he helped in coming up with the flavors and coming up with the look and feel of this. And then I just said, listen, there's no way I can have Goldberg, 280 pounds, you know, WWE champion, NFL player holding the little white dainty oh, yeah, white no. claw can <laughs> with the fruit on it and he's like that's never gonna gonna happen and his so, head looks so tiny yeah. in his hand I mean yeah he would be like where you wouldn't where even see this? it no, yeah. so that's kind of where we came up with this and the bravado the name is a word that I made up it's bravado meaning bold and mm-hmm. go meaning action so i created bravago as a, as a brand name and i think it i think it works now just for for point of reference when you're when you're referring to say like a, a white claw and i don't know what their abv is but you don't know ballpark what they're the distinction five is or less so they're five or less got it okay so yeah it's just when you kick it up you you know that 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 great you're the you know to i give would it that like bold to titles. think that you kicked it up as in like homage to me right like being your friend right. you'd be like what someone like megan yeah how do i drink something <laughs> you know it's just the one do how, not waste how do time. i drink something so that i could deal with megan on the daily basis let me kick up yeah. the alcohol that's but a no, good idea i think so i think yeah. so it's been around long enough where wh- wh- what brought this on this project i mean you're you're a car guy so you love cars like uh we already talked about white bread on but like going from cars to booze <laughs> yeah <laughs> like why <laughs> well like i said it's it's what i was working with with Adam Carolla's brand, I kind of like the in, the industry, and so specifically though the industry. What's what's fun about this industry? I wanted to make a product. I, I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I I wanted to make a product. I've always been in the services industry for a long time okay, prior okay. to doing the automotive. Yeah, what were you doing prior to that? I I was in technology. I ran a web development company. Mm. For a long time, and it's a services business. You're kind of like an agency at that point. Yeah. And uh, by the way, the cast of characters at this uh, event is it's fantastic. Pretty impressive. The I gentleman I saw now, it was you know what he was? He was like if Lenny Kravitz and Barney had a kid. It was, it was what, fantastic. Yeah, but it was by the way, pretty a amazing. huge fan of Bravago, that guy. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. don't take it easy. Todd came back to uh, acknowledge his uh, beverage, in, beverage indulgence. Yeah, there was a lot happening, by the way, yeah. just so everyone knows. So I was trying to function a question. My my main question was, what the fuck brought you before all this to this to this to this point? And that's my, I mean, sorry. I mean, the, the business side <laughs> the of business. it is kind of boring, but I wanted to get into the product yeah. industry. Yeah, yeah. It's great, man, because you know you, you see so many people, and I, and I see it in my personal life with, with friends who feel maybe stuck in an industry or they feel stuck because they've hit in their minds a certain age where they feel that they cannot change or evolve past that age oh, that career age wise. came and went a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but, but fair enough. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's so encouraging for me as a human, uh, as an entrepreneur to see somebody who maybe worked in tech, worked in other industries and and still works obviously still cars are are your thing but you still were able to to step outside that box and create something new and still be passionate about it equally i'm assuming as much as you are with when it comes to cars yes thank you and we made this interesting move i'm not sure why we started it literally a year ago october 15th in the like right at the start of a pandemic we're like hey let's start a new business let's see oh how it's going to go mm-hmm. and like a lot of industries in the automotive space, we can't get new cars because there's a chip shortage. And mm-hmm. it's just like, we can't, you can't get parts, you can't get all kinds of stuff. And what happened with 
with us was we ran it. So what happened in the pandemic in the alcohol world, as I'm sure you guys are familiar, is because you can't go out to bars and restaurants. We're drinking at home. People are drinking at home. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what that did is it They're turning into a Megan's. huge demand <laughs> yeah. I'm for aluminum cans. The aluminum. Yeah. Aluminum. Right. right. Yeah. Right, right. Now, because it was time to get into something new. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, a gentleman's letting us know that he got into the porn industry. Um, <laughs> me too. I don't know, like Thirty years after too. it started, but he's really <laughs> in, into it now because of people are at Good. home Thank and they have you. to take care of themselves. Yes. So absolutely. So speaking of the can, uh, so there was a, there was a demand for aluminum cans. <laughs> so there's a demand for aluminum cans. Yeah. This is, this is why we got into this industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. Um, but if you're Australian, it's aluminium cans, yeah, but that's fine. If any of this well, more English, make sense, yeah, yeah. I just want, I want to know what I've been witnessing Sorry, on this yeah. side. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, so we ran into a, a few obstacles on the way, but uh, I, I'm happy to say that we are we are launching online in December. Yes. And this Congrats. is actually a really big thing because alcohol, without getting into all of the rules, all I can tell you is there's a shit a, ton of rules. It's insane. Yeah. The, the amount of right. fucking like Well, uh, I mean, you do remember which country we live in. If you yeah. know, Depending where you are, there's a Jesus tax on booze. Depending where you are, I, I call it the Jesus tax because I just went to North Carolina. Yeah. There's a fucking Jesus tax on booze. Um, it, so there, there's all of these things it's you have to navigate. It's a pain in the ass. It's, it That's is. why I was wondering why you wanted to dive which into this found, industry because the, it seems like there's so many but licensures. But I always found that so funny I don't know Hulk. what the distinction oh, is for for the U.S. You ruined it. Sorry, you Eddie. Got it. Uh, but I'm I'm trying. I'm always trying to figure out what the distinction is for the U.S. Because you know, there's there's no place that has more of a Jesus tax on life than like Italy. You know, yeah, that's true. You know Although, but they don't Italy, deal with those taxes on alcohol. You've been to Italy, you know? yeah. Italy's interesting because like. In Italy's heyday, like with Pavarotti, and Pavarotti like owed like huge amounts of taxes. Like he was their Wesley Snipes, yeah. You know, and <laughs> except yeah, he didn't absolutely. go to jail; he just paid his taxes. <laughs> and uh, and now the tides have turned; they like really lowered their taxes a lot, and they're getting like people to like develop properties and stuff. Mm-hmm. There. So Italy's kind of changed quite a bit, but uh, yeah. So the the alcohol industry being very weird. So it took a lot of work when I developed the business plan for this. I was like, we need to be. A, a, a hard seltzer that we can ship direct to consumers around the country. Wow. And we had to put together like an entire retail network and e-commerce program behind the scenes. And in December, we'll be able to sell it online and ship direct to you guys in 29 states. Is, wow. is there a plug and play of, of that kind of thing? Is there somebody who said, I'm going to set up a template for people like you who want to uh, develop a, a hard seltzer, sell a beer, whatever? Or is that something you had to start from kind of scratch and be like, shit, uh, how, am I, how am I going to do this? So there's there's a couple of different companies that you can work with that are sort of consultancies that can help sort of quarterback things. Okay. On the e-commerce side, it was difficult. Uh, and there are a couple of small startups that are trying to put that together are they Tom Brady or are they Jimmy Garoppolo? Let's let what what uh, kind of quarterback are we well. talking so about actually, here? When I when I started, <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't are they know. Dan Marino? He like, doesn't talk quarterback. Okay, yeah, fair uh, somewhere somewhere in the middle ground. <laughs> okay, They're not okay, quite okay, Tom right. Brady yet. So <laughs> what they've done is when I started talking with this company, they uh, uh, several companies, they were getting into it, but they were selling high margin items. They were selling, you know, sixty, eighty, ninety, hundred twenty dollar bottles of 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 spirits and stuff. Okay. So it's cheaper to ship one bottle or two bottles or three bottles 
And when your purchase price is three, four hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So to get something yeah, high volume can. in cans, right? It, it's tough to do. So granted, look, the, the product is going to be a little more expensive online than it will be in a retail store. Mm-hmm. And there still is a shipping cost. Yeah. But I'll tell you right now, like we just want to get the product out to people. Yeah. So there's no way I can make money in this scenario because even with you guys paying a shipping cost, it's nowhere near the actual cost of shipping. I am subsidizing the shipping cost. I'm eating a bunch of that cost. So in a world of trying to sell this stuff to to distributors mm-hmm. in state by state and get it into stores it's it actually is more profitable to use that typical three-tier network than it would be for me to sell online i mean it really is a a passion project you know per se and, and we're talking about this i'm drinking one uh my, my favorite flavor is called the sucker punch that's a good one. it's a strawberry lemon i was i was telling matt earlier that i would probably crush a little bit of basil in this guy i would i would maybe put a drop or two of balsamic vinegar because i'm fancy like that and and just make it into like a, a fun cocktail besides the fact that it tastes delicious on its own but i'm just i'm that guy i'm that guy that i look at something and i'm like i see a cake and i'm like all right do I put brownies on top? But it's always great when you have something amazing to start with. And, and I shit you not, this is, and I say it all the time, I shit you not, it's my drink, thing, Megan makes fun it. of it. Drink, um, Ooh, and, do I get drink? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say I shit you not it's a drinking three game. times oh, right Jesus now, so Christ, that's three. Eddie, I can't um, keep up. So please follow at Drink Bravago. That's Drink, B-R-A, V as in Victor, A-G-O, G as in Gary, okay? G as in Gary, you know who Gary is. Uh, uh, he's the Fucking producer Gary. for the Howard Stern Show. His name oh. is Baba <laughs> Um, yeah, no, fucking Gary, for real. Um, Every time. But yeah, I, I was I was really pleased with these, Matt. No joke. When, when we came through and, and and tasted them, I never know I never know what to expect. And you know, like you said, it says bold on it. It says it right on the it can. Does, so and it's transparent that that's the flavor profile across the board between the three flavors that I tried. We just had this couple come over to our booth, and uh, uh, the the woman and the gentleman. The woman was like, "I don't know." She's like, "My stomach's really kind of messing me up today, and I wasn't feeling well. Like we had a hard night drinking rosé last night." And she goes, "And I tried a couple other vendors." <laughs> she sang karaoke with uh, <laughs> yeah, Megan yeah. last night, probably. Yeah, she's probably hanging the bottle around her yeah. neck like you do at home. Rosé, you had a hard night with rosé. Try tequila, bitch. All right, no, continue. Well, Sorry. And rose. she said, "So I wasn't sure." And I said, "You know, I I know you've tried some of the." other things around here but the other things especially the canned drinks the rtds they have stevia and erythritol yes and it makes you bloated has a weird aftertaste so what is rtd for the folks at home what's so that acronym? ready to drink ready so, to drink so, okay uh, rtd is ready to drink which is most of these canned when you work drinks. in the automotive world there's so many acronyms for everything there, so you're always there's like so hey, many acronyms yeah, yeah. in it <laughs> yeah. and uh and then she's like, I don't know. And then she tried the first one and she's like, oh my God, this is fantastic. And I said, you know what? I said, we don't use any stevia. We don't use any erythritol. There's like two grams of pure cane sugar and we lightly sweeten it with monk fruit, which yeah. is a, a real fruit from China. <laughs> oh, things are happening. Amazing. Yeah. Um, it's we a, brought John Coltrane back from the dead to welcome. play for us, actually. You are You're welcome. welcome. I'm going to bring that guy of Matt's in speech. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, monk fruit, a zero mm-hmm. calorie natural sweetener mm-hmm. that doesn't make you feel bloated. It's digestible. Stevia is not. It goes in, it goes out. It makes you bloated, makes you sick. So she walked over. Her yeah, and I, I said, love monk fruit sweetener. It's, it's. I said, you know what? Try her drink. It's not going to fuck up your stomach. And she was like, 
oh really i love that and she tried it she's like she's oh like, my god this is great seltzer in here this that should be your slogan you know, and a little bit of the carbonation will help you know Absolutely. as well so she's like okay top me off on this one and uh ran away with a with a can of my I'm, with my beverages that, so i appreciate that that's got to be super fulfilling because i i know I, I could speak for megan and i when you know anybody listens to our show yeah, speak and they'll me. make a comment about it and and say something encouraging or or, or have a moment where we're connected with them it's extremely fulfilling <laughs> and it's got to feel that same way when you you know you have a product and somebody tastes it and you see that little that little moment of joy in them where they're like oh the I first like time this, you know the first time people taste it look not everybody likes it it's a it's a it's, well it's, have you, know, you had someone say like screw that i hate this no actually so far we've been very fortunate oh good that I was everybody say. that's <laughs> ever tasted the product uh-huh not necessarily everybody likes all three flavors. Sure. But everybody seems to like well, one three or two very flavors. different flavors. Yeah, there's yeah. three very different Which flavors. Which is something for everybody. You At were least. saying that earlier. So you're not a fan of the cherry, but I was. Because so, I but love... But here's the funny part. I was t- like, it's not an overpowering cherry taste. It's just cherry makes me think of like cough, cough medicine, medicine from That's when right. I was a yeah, kid. Like Robitussin yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like so, weird. So like, I don't, yeah. I just don't, like cherry's not the first thing I order. Which but is, for that me... vanilla cream and that strawberry lemon The cherry for me is my favorite. I think it's very crisp. So there is a flavor is, for yeah. like everybody out of but, these. See, but I would totally get that cherry and I would maybe make a Manhattan I know, and I would put like an ounce of goes. cherry. Here we go. Whatever, man. But I, I'm, like, with I'm always that, trying so. to elevate an experience. That's kind of a cool thing to do. <laughs> Which is interesting. And then I'd put, give the rest to Megan. <laughs> yeah. After after I <laughs> used my two leftovers. ounces to make my Manhattan, I would and I would have like a nice little effervescence crisp at the yeah. top of the Manhattan. I think that's cool. Why not? Give somebody a different experience. The, the, the cherry we have is a rainier cherry. I don't know why everybody has black cherry. I was like, black cherry is bullshit. I don't know why everybody's going with black cherry. <laughs> and, and I was like, what's the best cherry out there? And actually, I had a conversation with with uh, with Adam Carolla. And he's like... Is he a cherry expert? And he's like, oh, the rainier cherry. He's like, this is the best. But you only get it like two months a yeah, year. Yeah, you don't get it all the time. Oh, it, right it, on. They're very specific. And I guess he is I a said, cherry I'll, expert. I'll make that. I'll make that for you. Now, he spikes it with like 50-50 vodka. <laughs> like, <laughs> that sounds so, about right. So he goes all in on it, but he absolutely loves it. I do recall a wine glass that we had uh, that sat in that fridge full of vodka for like three weeks. <laughs> when we were and, recording. And, yeah. When and, we were recording. And Megan at... was like, Eddie, don't don't dump that. And I'm like, can I dump this? It's one of our wine glasses. It looks like, like water. It looks like water. And I, and well, like, I would eh, go in the, vodka. It, was, it was at Chassis. It was at the studio the smaller podcast <laughs> yeah. studio and it was our glass full of uh, liquid and it was there for a while oh, it had to like be there three for two, weeks three weeks Matt. so <laughs> I, I was like why is no one dumping this What's water going people going in just nipping off in a little oh, bit during maybe, the day it but was I vodka it. it was straight vodka because like, no and he didn't want to waste it i'm sure i was like we're not wasting this vodka but that would oh, make adam me, didn't want to waste it i hope so I it hope wasn't so. Yeah, no, we adam's so. never wasted yeah, any food or drink ever thank you every dinner we've ever gone to ever it's funny because he orders like a big like New York steak or porterhouse, but then he loves the side. So he's like, oh, bring me the shrimp cocktail. Now I want to mash. I want to like bake potato and I want asparagus. And then he eats all the sides and takes like three bites of his steak. Yeah. And he's like, I'm taking that steak to go. Are you finished <laughs> with yours? Are you finished with yours? I'm the same way. I hate throwing away food. So I'll get like if I get a steak and even if I cut the fat off the steak and put it on the side, he's like, box it up. That's going to kill my dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's but I'm I'm, you know, it's funny. We're cut from the same cloth because I'm I'm you're cut from the same cloth as Adam. 
Uh, in this regard, yes, it, it, I will say yes because food, sure. as a kid, my parents would take me. You know, a fancy dinner for me as a kid was Red Lobster, and and I still love Red Lobster to this day, dude. I could eat those Cheddar Bay biscuits all friggin' day. I haven't been to Red That's Lobster in like ten years. Biscuits, right? For now. real. That's how they get you Red Lobster. <laughs> but my parents were not were not wealthy. They were just really middle of the road. Not I wasn't poor, but I was not by any means rich. But my my folks would take me to Red Lobster, and they'd be like, you know what? Order order whatever you want, but you eat it. That's oh, right. yeah. You eat you every eat bite of whatever you order. You can order three lobster dinners. Wait, did we you don't have care. to eat the shell too? I ground it up and made like a shake yeah, out I of thought it you did. for the I fiber. Thought you did. Yeah, uh, my podcast producer Chris Loxamana eats the shells. He does. He lobster the, shells? He, yeah, no, well, no, he, he eats the shrimp, shrimp, shrimp shells. Shrimp tails oh, shrimp and the tails and the whole. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you he's, said lobster. He's like, Asian. Who the hell eats he, a lobster shell? I think there's shell? a they they do. I, well, I eat at a lot of Korean town Koreatown places and. Well, you, you don't do. have a choice. You basically live there. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you like, do eat the shell on some of them. You really do. Like no, you just go in, for in, it. There's no way Japan, to pull it apart. Like, in Japan, it's almost and and I'm so glad I did this because let me tell you, it's some fucking like it's like when they put the scorpion in something. And you're oh like, do God. I eat this right? Yeah. No. Megan in Japan, the worm. I'm sure she does. Uh, uh, I, when you eat, you know, overseas what they call prawns, which are shrimp or langostinos yeah. or, or you know, like large shellfish, they give you the the head is usually still on it. And I tell they, anybody, yeah, like, pull is. the head off and suck the, yeah. the open yeah. crevice yeah. of the head yeah. and get all that flavor and fat and yeah. gooey brains out of it. It is the most delicious it thing. It is good. It's disgusting. But a lot of people, yeah, would think it's it's rough. It is the most, most delicious thing. DeAndrea's uh, producer does will eat. Like, Adam won't eat, like, half of his shrimp because of that. And he'll, oh, like, just give it to him. It. Yeah, he'll give it to him. Chris like, is the best. He'll, he'll take everything. it home. Like, he'll take it home, like, on a two-day trip on the plane and then give it to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, where, where does the name Motorator? I know, obviously, you're. Did you did you give yourself that name, or was that a nickname that you acquired? Because it's, so it's like it the Terminator. Be, I love it. Yeah, it was so like a website. It was like a website that I built, and, okay. and the social media accounts. Again, like being in the tech space, you try to go after. Uh, how can you come up with a name that's for like you one reviewing word vehicles, and, or what? What was your intention? Because you know, some people be like, I started a food blog so I can get free food. Was it something where you're passionate about cars and you wanted the chance to get to drive them as a media personality? Uh, like, what was there? Was there you know something in there about that, or, or no? No, no. So I didn't think to get into sort of the entertainment automotive side of things. Uh, but when I left the technology space, I know I wanted to get into automotive, and I felt like. Either a website or a brand needed to be developed. And then from there, okay. you just take out your yellow pad and you write hundreds and hundreds of names and you try to figure out what's available as a domain name and social media. And that way you don't have to like come up with weird You're names. You're playing tic tac toe. That's that. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Bravago is the same way. Another word that I made up so we can get it across multiple platforms. So, Motorator, probably 17 years ago. Right on. I, it, it's so, when I started working uh, in, in automotive, I liked cars, but I wasn't a car guy per se. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I can never say to myself that I'm, I'm anywhere near a, a car guy like you, but I, I've been lucky to see, you know, like Mickey when he takes his helmet off, right? And you see who's under the costume. Sure. So I've seen the behind the scenes of the car world, and I know some of the nuances and the distinctions. Was there, what, 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 is, is there a moment you can think of when you became a car guy? Was there a TV show you watched? Because I could say I saw I saw Don Johnson yeah. and Philip Michael Thomas driving that that 
fake Ferrari in the pilot episode of Miami Vice, and I fell in love, or Magnum PI, and I fell in love with the Ferrari, and I've always had a passion and love for Ferraris. Was there something for you as a kid that made you a car person, or did it did it stem later? So, I mean, the answer is not that interesting. It's pretty typical of a lot of like hardcore car guys. I, you know, my dad was into cars. I had. Uh, two brothers, but I have an older brother and a younger brother, and my older brother was in the car. So I worked on, I think, with my brother and my dad, kind of a garage project when I was about five on a on a Fiat. And I remember my dad did; he That's was very awesome. proud of this bodywork, but it was very shoddy bodywork, and he like patched a hole with with uh, with like Bondo and all kinds of stuff. Let's and it acknowledge wasn't dry, it was a like, Fiat. That's, that's right. kind of exciting too. It's and, not and, like and your dad Alfa, was. We did a Fiat, then an Alfa Romeo. Oh, hello, two Italians car. That's amazing. And, and he had just done it. It wasn't dry yet. And here's five year old me walking over with my little plastic Fisher Price hammer, and I hit it, and it puts a fucking hole in it. <laughs> and he's like, "What the hell? I just finished that." And I was like, "I fixed it. It's uh-huh. all good." Yeah. And, and from there, I was like, "This is this is going to be the my future one day." I don't know. Uh, and it wasn't later. I mean, I got into the tech space when I was like nineteen and worked in that space for a long time. And then, I don't know, like uh, about 12 and a half years ago, I I met Adam Carolla through a friend in the tech space. We mm-hmm. were doing some track days and going, you know, racing cars and stuff. And, and he said, you know, uh, Adam's leaving uh, radio. He's going to be doing podcasting. He has an idea for an automotive podcast. Do you want to come in and like produce it? I was like, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what the fuck a podcast is. I was like, but I'm in. Let's go ahead and <laughs> Let's do, do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So I just went in and just started doing it. But at that point, I I started to meet a bunch of people in the automotive space, not necessarily at the manufacturers, but in the aftermarket because okay. I loved modifying cars, hot running cars. Hence why you were at SEMA. That's right. Recently, yeah. And SEMA's and, a show for aftermarket that's uh, it. it's, uh, it's, automotive. It's, it's Sorry, a guys. In Las Vegas, automotive it's a big aftermarket deal. Yeah. show. Um, everything from just modifications to paint, body, wheels, and mm-hmm. tires. And Beautiful things that happen at SEMA. It's really that cool. Stuff. It's really it's a it's a hell of a thing. It, Sorry. It's continue. It's beautiful things. It's a beautiful thing. Also, it's the largest gathering of small businesses in the country. Really, it's, it's the wild. largest trade show of small businesses. If you think about like almost yeah, every business CES is like, like almost big businesses because I've CES been to CES businesses, and it's big businesses. But, yeah, but SEMA has more yeah. small business exhibitors there than any CES other is industry. consumer electronic show guys, and it happens in Vegas as well. That's what. Sorry, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're full of acronyms here. We have super, a car guy super on, nerdy so. stuff. CEMA, ABS, yeah, uh, yeah. handle like brake system. Sorry, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I just started. Working with Adam on that side of the stuff, and um, and then eventually took over as co-host of the show, and we've been having a, a a great time since. But he's as a car guy, he's got an impressive I, collection. I always like to ask people. So, uh, what what was the first car you fell in love with, if you can remember? Um, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, I kind of grew up. With, Did you, what was the at, first poster on your wall of a car? Well, the posters like. I, I was kind of a Ford Mustang guy growing okay. up, and the first car I ever really worked on, like a big restoration, 14, 15-year-old, was a 65 Mustang Coupe. What color? Uh, it was actually, it was originally a honeycomb green. Okay. And when we restored it, we made it a Wimbledon white. And, oh, cool. And I spent a year as a kid kind of working on this car, just experimenting and working. But of course, in that era, when you're in the early 90s, 
the posters on your wall are Lamborghini Countach, Porsche 959, well, yeah. uh, Ferrari Testarossa, you right. mentioned Miami Vice, greatest fucking television show ever. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, you've never heard of it? You've you, never heard of it. When I say it, Miami it, Vice, Megan, you, you think of the movie. Don't, all right, don't both of <laughs> you start, A, mansplaining, and then B, looking at me and ganging on me. Here's a fun thing you would like. Uh, he had like a pet alligator named Elvis on the show, okay? So that is enough. He lived on a sailboat. He sounds like if he was 30 years older, you would have dated him. Megan you're right. And That's rich. true. That's I true. wish. <laughs> yes. You're right. He lives on a boat. He has a pet alligator, and he's rich. I mean, really? Okay. Yes, no, and no, no. Better, <laughs> better than being rich. He was a cop who got to pretend to be rich for That's every true. season, That's which true. is the best. And like, he's a good-looking dude. He was a trendsetter fashion-wise. Come on. He wore Gabby. pastels. Yes. Gabby went down shoes. that lane. Yeah, I did. That's fun. Which is, it's funny because the first few seasons of that show, as you recognize, as you know, the the Ferrari Daytona that was in the black right. Daytona. Had a which Corvette was, engine. Yeah, it was, like, it was like a Corvette kit car. Yeah. And then... When the show got popular, Ferrari got pissed, and they're like, yeah. "You need to take that piece it of shit sound car." Like a Ferrari. You like, you need to take that piece of shit car off your show, and yeah. they said, "Well, will you give us a Ferrari to put on the show?" And he said, "This is Enzo Ferrari himself." Said, "I will send you a brand new Ferrari Testarossa," and he sent a black Ferrari Testarossa, and he said, "On the one condition that you blow up." On the show, the Daytona, and there's an episode where his car explodes. Now, which is interesting is it's a white Testarossa on the okay, show. But yeah. What happened That's was genius. is yeah. fucking genius. They delivered a black Testarossa, and in that episode, the bad guy drove a black Testarossa, oh, okay. which was the hero car. And when after they blew up the Daytona, the the producer said. The black, we can't film at night. It doesn't look good. Right. In so, Miami, it doesn't work. So yeah. it did an episode as black. And then when it became Sonny Crockett's car, they painted it white. Oh. But, uh, and that ended up being the hero car. But it was funny because... It's my dream car. The stunt car, yeah. the Ferrari Testarossa stunt car, is so ridiculously not a Ferrari Testarossa. It has... Like, if you look at the scenes where that car is, like, sliding around a turn... You see him driving the Testarossa, and then it cuts to this white kit car with billet wheels and huge exhaust pipes coming out the back. It's so not the Testarossa. Uh. And it goes flying around and turning. Then it cuts back to him driving it, which is, it's it's fantastic. It's, it's 80s the best TV show. magic. It's the best show on TV. I think it's all TV magic. Look yeah. close what you guys are watching. I'm you're, just telling you, Squid Game's bullshit. Stranger Things bullshit. Is uh, it's, all, it's all Miami Vice, my friend. Yeah. You're working now on, well, you have a, a track truck and i help me understand i do have a truck why this is a cult this is a culture like this is a whole culture right it's Ford? not just a truck megan okay sorry it's, it's a not a white prius that's been rear-ended <laughs> it's a 1995 ford lightning okay oh well fuck yeah that's See? got the mustang what? gt engine it's actually 351 oh, i'm sorry it's a, sorry yeah five, when i was yeah. describing it to eddie i was like he has a truck and it's a big deal there was one kid in my <laughs> high school that had a that had a lightning yes. and i didn't know what the hell it was and then this guy just pulls down, you know, I, I was, I, I went to this high school where it's funny because it was on the, the lines of, I guess, districts in Miami, which was very affluent, very poor, very in the middle. That was the, 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 mm -hmm. the, the school. That was all the students at the school. And this one kid, imagine you're like 15, you just turned 16 and your parents bought you 
a freaking Ford Lightning, which was an F-150 with a monster engine in it. Yeah. You know, no extent. It was like a yeah. two-door. That was it. And this guy pulls into my parking lot. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Because some guy, some kid had a Mustang Cobra. Yeah, and I was I like, man, this sounds like the guy's Mustang Cobra Mustang, as well. This guy sounds like the Mustang Cobra that this kid yeah, must have had, like fantastic. a 96 or a 95. I, uh, so he has a truck, and it's like important it's or something. It's, actually, like something. it's a beast. I, I'm actually Sorry, with you I got a support one, mat on this. It's a fucking monster. Is I was driving down, I, I forgot where I was driving, it's like on the freeway. Oh, and, that's awesome. I love that car. Sorry. And <laughs> I'm driving, uh, right behind me is a brand new Aston Martin DBS, mm-hmm. right? Oh. It's like $350,000. It's gorgeous. James Bond, it's a James yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's beautiful. The carbon fire, See, the V12 engine. Is. It's fantastic. And someone says Ford truck. And these dudes roll up next to me. They go right past the DBS. They flag me down. <laughs> See, it's a culture. And they go, Dude, I love your truck. And I go, thanks. You do see the Aston Martin <laughs> behind me, though, right? right. You do, like, you've seen my $15,000 truck. If it was a Koenigsegg, maybe they would have been more excited. But they were like, yes. Aston Martin in LA, whatever. I always have the Aston Martin. See, it's a, it's a, like a culture. Like, you have a whole, like, it's a following, like this Ford Lightning or these. Yeah, but what those is are it? What is special it? cars, Megan. It's like a limited don't, production, don't high talk performance. Don't down to me. These no, are but special it's a, it's, cars, no, but it's Megan. a special. It's okay. It's imagine you know you know what a Ford F one fifty is. It's a pickup truck. No. So this one has a. Get the fuck out of here! You <laughs> yes, know what a Ford F But this one has its own unique name to it. So it's the Ford Lightning that sits inside. What of an else F-150. is it? What else is it I about? Mean, it was just kind of a cool hot rod truck yeah. at the hot time. And and nobody was really doing a hot rod truck at the time, so it really got. What's a that lot weird Chevy hot rod pickup truck that's kind of hideous? The Cyclone. Is that the what GMC it? Cyclone and the Typhoon was the uh, no 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 I remember <laughs> those but there's another one that came out later that looks retro. Um, oh, the SSR. Yes, yeah, that, that thing. thing's a piece of shit. Yeah, it looks like a piece of <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, I saw it at IKEA the other day, and I'm no, like, I, I thought you sorry for the guy cool, driving. It. Like the Cyclone's a cool. <laughs> no, that truck. was a cool. I remember so, that. And the, the Cyclone is a little Chevy F S10. It's a mini truck. Yeah, but it's all wheel drive with the Buick Grand National engine in it. Oh, that Buick Grand National. My neighbor had one as a kid, and we would drive down the block. He would scare. We'd be playing football in the street, and he would in in South Florida. The blocks are like really long, so he would turn down the block, and that's probably like almost a quarter mile away from my house and he was like and we'd be playing football and we'd be in the middle of the play we'd be like get out of the road and, down and almost hit all of us but oh, then yeah. we were happy to it so funny story so years ago in the 90s when the when the gmc cyclone was new jay leno goes in burbank someplace to buy a christmas tree and he goes to a, a lot, a Christmas tree lot. He's like, hi, you know, I'm, I'm Jay and I'm wearing head to toe denim as I do. His and, Canadian tuxedo is and, always, uh, yeah. And he's like, I want this Christmas tree. And he's like, here's my address, deliver it. And they go, oh, we don't deliver. And he's like, oh, um, uh, okay. So he's a little, little confused. He looks across the street. He sees a GMC dealer. He walks over there. He's like, hi. Um, I need to deliver a Christmas tree. <laughs> this GMC Cyclone is for sale. They're like, yeah. He's like, okay, I'll buy it. Bring it across the street. He brings it across the street, loads up his Christmas tree, brings it home. He still has that truck today. And if you ask him, he's like, no, this is because it's all wheel drive. He's like, that's my rainy day well, that car. Was all wheel drive. Yes, it's oh, all wheel wow. drive. He still I has the Cyclone. That, like that kind of a car. So okay. It costs him, I don't know what it. 
fucking God cyclone knows. cost back in the day twenty twenty five dollars. So it cost him twenty five thousand dollars to get a Christmas tree. <laughs> Which is funny because if you ever see Jay Leno in person, and I've been lucky to see him several times in L.A. driving like cars that like stall in the middle of the like, road and not create be on fucking the road. yeah yeah. His head is the equivalent it's of so our big. three heads put yes. together. It's so big. He's the biggest. Fu- him and O.J. Simpson are the two biggest fucking heads I've it's ever so seen on human beings. Big. How does it fit inside of that pickup truck? I, I'll tell you, he it's needs a, the giant head to 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 hold his his niceness. He's the sweetest guy. You know, I He's get been it. absolutely I'm nothing but great to me. Uh, invites us down to his, right his garage whenever we want. The documentaries we made. He's always, mm-hmm. you know, Adam Carolla would call me like, "Hey, we before we release this film, we want would love for you to see it." He's like, come in. I'll fire up my my little studio that's area. That's cool. And he's there, like by himself. By the way, making hamburgers and hot dogs for everybody. Or and he's not having a getting great time. Chick-fil-A. Or Chick Fil A, which is a whole other story. Not getting Chick Fil A. <laughs> or not getting Chick Fil A. Yeah. Oh, I don't know who that was. was Gabe. It? Gabe. Yep. Fucking Gabe. Gabe. Gabe fucked us up with mm-hmm. Jay Leno. That's that a was, different story. You could tell the story on another podcast. Without Chick Fil A. Oh no, he got it. Leno else? likes Chick Fil A, so Leno we order, it. you know, like a huge order of Chick Fil A. Yeah, who doesn't like Chick Fil A? Give me those interns. waffle fries all yeah, day. One of Adam's interns completely buff. Fuck that order up in uh sorry, it's a dirty podcast. It is. A dirty he really podcast. screwed up this order, and we showed up, and Leno was literally like. Where's the Chick Fil A? Like we showed up with Chick Fil A, and he's like, "Where's the food?" We had like three packets of nuggets and sauces, and that was it. It was like eighteen people. He there. wanted a Chick Fil A sandwich, and everyone took everything out. So when Jay got to the bag, Jay was like, "Where's mine?" He's like, "Oh, Chick Fil A." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it was. I, I mean. How embarrassing. But that, that's you, you've never seen suck. Adam Krola just lose all the color in his face instantly ever. I would too, because yeah. that, I mean, hello, here's your host. So, Take care of your host. And, and, and to fucking make it worse, the first time we went there to, to screen a documentary, it was the Paul Newman film. And there's a, a scene in the film where Arthur Newman, his older brother, said, Oh, you know, my brother would go out, we would shoot the guns and shoot this hat we threw up in the air and bang, bang, bang. And as soon as you heard the three bangs in the film, it blew Jay's entire audio system. <gasps> oh shit! It fucked up his whole. Audio. It blew, <laughs> oh like God. we couldn't even watch I'm the movie. I'm starting to laugh, but that's like terrible. It, it's so funny it, at the same time. It blew the whole system. So, so we go home, tail between our legs. Jay <sighs> buys a whole new audio system, invites us back to finish the film. Oh my! God. Wow, bravo to Jay Leno, man! Right. I gotta give him credit and for it too. Next, that's that's, he's that's like, amazing. Come back for the next film, and we're joking in the car, going, "God, I hope we don't blow up his sound Shut system." The fuck up! Do not. And then that's when we no! fuck up Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> we, we fuck up Chick-fil-A. So. You bought everybody else Chick-fil-A, and then when Jay Leno goes to get it, which was why you got it. Like, it's not like you guys are no, in no, love with Chick-fil-A. I, I don't even, I've never even been to a Chick-fil-A prior to yeah. going to Jay Leno's. Jay Leno likes Chick-fil-A. Jay loves, listen, so we, Jay, we, he I usually us, get it at airports. The you, like, you, there's a Chick-fil-A it, at the airport, and I'm like, that's my spot. <laughs> Except on Sunday. Adam yeah. and I went to, like, Sonoma to film an episode of Jay Leno's Garage. Mm-hmm. We had the car delivered up there. Uh, Adam and I flew up because the production crew was there. And then on the way home, Jay's like, I'll give you a ride. Come with us. I'll give you, I got a private jet. We'll yeah. give you a ride. I was like, yeah. did he give so, you a ride in a Model T? No. no. <laughs> All the way from Monterey <laughs> back to LA. So Adam private and I. Private jet is Okay, okay. That's Adam different. And, yeah. I and a Gulfstream. We're you know. in the SUV with Jay and his crew. And uh, we're on our way to the private jet. 
And Jay's like, yeah, I'm hungry. Let's stop at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> 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 and, and that's like, amazing. That's so we're on the plane eating Chick-fil-A and flying home. Didn't you have, like, uh, wasn't Loxamana the producer? He could have flown on that plane, right? So, but so I was... asked like three times. I was like, there's two of us. Can we get three of us? And they said, no, there's no room at all. No, zero there's room. no room for your producer. And I said, okay, we get on the plane in front of Jay is another seat. And he puts his feet up and that was Chris's seat. So oh, I, was like, I was like, Chris, you got bumped for Jay's Jay feet. feet. Yeah. I was well, like, there were snacks too. Let's be fair. There was tons of snacks. There, yeah, there, was, yeah. there, there should have been some bravago there. <laughs> there should have been. There was like a snacks. basket of snacks and beef jerky and Jay's feet. <laughs> and, and Chris had to drive back five hours. <laughs> Poor Chris. <laughs> and we've got great photos yeah. of like Jay's feet. I was like, hey, uh, it's good to be king, right? <laughs> it, it, well, yeah, I mean, you know what? At the end of the day, uh, he earned it. I mean, go for it. That it, Listen, he's he's put in a lifetime into oh, it. Yeah. Like he's, he's earned it. But Jay has been the sweetest guy, a great car guy, yeah. longtime friends with Adam. Yeah. Uh, when we want, we just go over there and we can tour the garage. He's He's been in Blow films. speakers. And, and yeah. Do whatever you want, really. Uh, so he's, he's been fantastic. What, what, um, and I don't know if he drinks Provago, but we're going to bring him some. Yeah, so he, I, he will. I can speak from experience because when I when I first got into the car world, I, I, I used to m- kind of like, you know, under my breath, make fun of people who would buy really expensive cars my joke my joke was always like oh this is the small dick committee buying you know if you have to buy a three hundred thousand dollar car you have a three inch penis that was always my joke but then fast forward i had the opportunity to drive a car called the lfa yes and and it blew my mind it was kind of like my glasses were foggy my whole life somebody had cleaned them up and I actually drove a car for the first time. Yes. Not to say it's better or worse than any other car, but it was my first time really experiencing a supercar. And I understood the like the enthusiasm behind wanting, if you can afford it, and it's within your means, to buy something that can do what those cars do. Yes. How do you feel about the electric car? Because, you know, the 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 electric car, let's say you know, you, you look at like the uh, uh, the plaid version of the Tesla that could go zero to 60 faster than just about anything yeah. out there. And it costs a fraction of um, how, how do you feel about the, the way the electric car has kind of encroached on the, you know, the the muffler V8. Sure. Good sound. Yeah. No, I definitely have thoughts. On I'm it. curious. And, and I have. And I, I don't know. I don't get to speak to a lot of car people. Well. Yeah. So first of all, my thought on being a car person or. There's sort of two sides of it. So I was hosting a, a show years ago for GQ magazine called Car Collectors. And they kept saying, hey, this is for car collectors, people that are super into cars. And I mm-hmm. and they asked me to produce it. And then they asked me to, to host it. And I said, okay, great. I was like, do you want car people or do you want people who buy cars? And I said, that's very different. Yeah, right? that's so true. Like, no offense to Paris Hilton, but Paris Hilton buys cars. She's not super like into cars. I met her. She's great. She's lovely. But I don't she think has an LF- she has an LFA. Yeah. But a, a lot of these companies like or dealers, they reach out to her. This is the new hotness. You should be in this car. And she's like, great. I'm, I'm down with you. We're doing deals. Right. And I get is it. it There's a business there. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so there's a little bit of that. So as far as the electric cars, I, I mean, the Tesla fan 
boys, I guess that's the term, is they're pretty hardcore. Like, okay. if we say anything bad about Tesla, they all lose their shit and, uh, and start killing us on Instagram. But it's all in good fun. I don't mind electrification. I kind of yeah, like, like how what do you feel about doing. that transition of technology. Like, you know, certainly electrification. Uh, now, there's a whole nother discussion about is electrification cleaner, and I'm like, okay, no, no, maybe on the road it's yeah. clean, but where the power is being generated may not it, yeah. be. So you have to kind of look into that a little bit more, but. As a car enthusiast, I do like electrification. I think the instant torque, the amount of power that you can make, things that it can do, especially mm-hmm. when you put the electrification in a performance environment, like uh, LaFerrari and yeah. uh, McLaren P1 and Acura NSX, when you've got a gas engine and electric motors on the front, and now you've got this incredible acceleration, incredible power. It's really kind of fun. I just came back from the SEMA show, as you mentioned, and electrification is really starting, not take over, but it's really starting to make a presence. Mm-hmm. Ford announced an electric, it's an EV motor, crate motor. It's a hot rod motor. It's just like, here's a motor. That we will sell to you guys. You do, what can do you whatever want you want oh, with it, cool. which is kind of cool, right? We never have seen that before, which is uh, which is kind of interesting. So I'm a fan of it as long as you don't force me into it, right? Yeah. You, you don't get to take away what we already have. Yeah, but is, yeah. it, is it the sound, the feel? Because it, it's not the speed. Because the speed can be the replicated speed. by something else. Electrification, I like it sort of in the performance aspect of it, like like we said, like NSX, LaFerrari, things like that. Yeah. And as things will become, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I, I think one of my issues right now, like I put an order down for a Ford Lightning, mm-hmm. but oh, so they're coming out with an electric Ford I, Lightning, an electric Ford Lightning, because I have <laughs> a Ford amazing. Lightning. I should get an F electric. You Ford should. Lightning. You should have a side by side. But I was thinking, as as a truck and moving stuff around, the range isn't quite there for me yet. So about like two fifty, three hundred mile range. I think it needs to be more in like the five hundred range. Once we get, and to I think that, it will be at some point. Right, we, it will be. But in, until then, like, yeah, my I'm car not sure. is like two hundred. Uh, like 206 or something like that because I didn't splurge. a terrible splurge. driver, too. Yeah, okay. Says the person who's been rear-ended and her car's all <laughs> fucked up. My yeah. car hasn't been uh, hit. Are we talking thanks. about cars? <laughs> yeah. I've been through some shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's Matt a valid has point. seen me through some shit. Uh, uh, Continue. So you said you had an LFA story. I'll, I, I'll tell you the moment, besides the fact that I got to drive it, I was scared shitless because this car was 370. Actually, excuse, excuse me. I drove the Nurburgring edition, which was like four and change. There's only 50 yeah. of them in the world. Um, and I got to drive this car for a short amount of time. It was a very specialized car at the time. Uh, you know, cars have evolved since then, but it was very avant-garde for, for mm-hmm. a car at that time from, from, uh, from Lexus. So I got to drive this car. Scared shitless while I drove it. Cause, you know, I, at the end of the day, put me behind the wheel of a fighter plane. I don't know how to fly a fucking plane. Sure. So I, I appreciate it. I drove it down the block. I heard what it could do. It scared the shit out of me. Fine. Then I was driven, uh, uh, in the same car on Las Vegas Motor Speedway by a gentleman by the name of Scott Pruitt, who is a, a race car driver. And this motherfucker drove me down the straightaway at Vegas Motor Speedway at like one, like 193. Sure. Yeah. And then he leaned, like he looks over. I'm in the passenger seat, white knuckling it with my face like pressed to my, you know, <laughs> and, and he's like, Oh, welcome to the 190 club. And he goes to shake my hand, go put your hands back on the wheel, Scott. <laughs> uh, but that was my experience, but it, 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 it it changed me. I understood it. Whether, you know, I don't have that kind of money. So I can't speak to what I would do with my money if I had that kind of money, but I get it. 
Yeah. And I don't make fun of those folks like I may have did in the past as as somebody sitting on the sidelines. Now, when you know, when I got to shoot a free throw from the NBA from the NBA court, I can kind of understand a little bit. So what's your LFA story? By the way, I think the most expensive car that I've driven is probably the Bugatti Chiron Pure Sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't beast. even know what that is now. One, two point five million, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's yeah. like uh, that's like By one way, they don't Saudi exactly child. Just throw you the keys. Yeah, and be like, like hey, have a good time. That's, that's like a Saudi. No, no, what they, do they do? That's like a like, Saudi prince weekly allowance. So you're fine. Yeah, they like assign a racing car driver really to go yeah. with you, even if you're just driving on the PCH. By the way, that guy's wow. just sitting there texting the whole time. He's like, do whatever you want. I drove an expensive car once. I do love the Instagram reels where somebody can't park those cars and they scratch them oh, it's i do it's, it's awful but anyway sorry what was the expensive car you drove no it was you when we were at the car show in beverly hills and i really didn't drive it i just had to steer it but we couldn't get adam's car started and you were like get in the front seat and steer which one the aston martin what, what you i think about? was it the aston martin what was it no it was it was either a lamborghini mira or no. or the 400 gt or the yeah. 350 gt lamborghini. maybe yeah. it wouldn't start and i was just there spectating it's and I was lamborghini the it's typical yeah, yeah. and you were like yeah. You were like, get in the front seat and steer. And I was like, great coffee what? machines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really good cars. I say steer, it doesn't have it, power it doesn't steering. Have power steering yeah. so you really got to steer. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, yeah. this just happened to me. Anyways. Yeah. You're like meat sweats trying <laughs> to drive that thing. <laughs> like, what is happening to my life right now? I'm just a small town this girl from Colorado. This car is worth, worth, the, worth more than all my college debt. Can really? we please yes. just like steer this? Yeah. Um, so, so years ago, I got invited by Lexus to drive the LFA, which is, you know, the, the supercar that you're talking about. V10, you know, it's just incredible. Yeah, it's like an F. One engine. And it sounds like an F1 car. Yeah. It's just amazing. And they said, hey, we're just doing a small event. Um, it's going to be you and one other person. <laughs> and we have two LFAs. That's when you know you've made it. Available at the <laughs> racing track for you guys to do whatever you want all day. And we've got a couple of like Lexus Fontana engineers. Where, where were you at? At Willow Springs okay. at, on Streets of Willow. Okay. And, uh, and they said, we've got a couple of uh, engineers there from Japan, which, by the way, didn't do anything because they were like, do you need to do anything? Do you need to cha- check the tire pressure? Anything like, no. I'm like, why? They're like, well, LFA. What you can <laughs> serve, like, okay. the, the, like, the irony of that it's car cool. is you could, so since I worked for them, like if you owned an LFA, you yeah. can go to any Lexus dealer and they'll fly technicians in to work on your mm-hmm. fucking car. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. The guys were all standing there and they weren't doing anything because they're like, this car is so perfect. It doesn't need any track prep it's got nitrogen filled tires so the tire pressure yeah. doesn't change they're like you can drive this car as hard as you want all day it's never going to change and they're like why they're like lfa i was like okay i get it it's an lfa that's all they would tell <laughs> that's me all they would say. i think that's all they knew in english uh, and then so i'm there i'm doing a few laps and then the second driver shows up loveliest person ever it's paul walker and, oh. and then I just do an entire track day with Paul mm-hmm. Walker. He and I were switching cars. The we're one going other back person. and forth. Yeah. And, and, you know, he just shows up with like shorts and flip flops. He's like, let's go at it, brother. I was like, let's do it. I spend basically five hours on a racetrack oh, going head awesome. to head with, with Paul Walker. And I, I, I'll get the, the timing wrong a little bit, but I want to say it was like August and he died in his crash in September. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Like, he was, yeah, like, so right I, before, he was yeah. like, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I don't normally do it. He does publicity for his charity, but not really for anything else. It's just not his, his, his thing. But he was like, I can't wait to come in and do the podcast with you guys. We're going to do car cast. We're going to have a great time. I want to see the car collection. And, uh, and I was like, great, let's come in. Let's do it. Couple months later, wow. a friend calls me screaming on the phone at the event that he crashed. She's like, 
you're never she's like Paul Walker's just in a crash he's burning he's on fire I was like oh, oh my god, god this is wow, fucking man. terrible wow. yeah such a tragic tragic Crazy. event but let me just tell you not only was he a lovely person amazing just super friendly down to earth which you always want to hear of, of, of guys like that but also an incredible fucking driver like he right was on, fast man. Uh, really? Well, I'd I, love to hear the stories of like Paul Newman, who's just like, you know, people think it's actor, but no, Buddy could drive a fucking he car. He could drive. That's yeah. what he liked to do. Talk yeah. about a sweetheart of a guy as well. I wish I had the chance to meet him. Having done the film, being involved in the film, you realize just kind of what a rock star he is. Mm-hmm. It's weird because you look for drama when you're doing films, even in documentaries. You sure. And you can't really find it with Paul. Like, sure, his, his son had died, but you can't find the story of like, oh, there was the time where he was a dick when he did this or whatever. Sure. It's like, there's none of that with him. So we had this phenomenal documentary with no drama. We're like, I don't know how this is going to fly. Just a but bunch it, of upsides. Yeah. Uh, like, the only thing he was like, oh, yeah, he goes... When I when I did uh, Newman's Own, he did the charity with all right. the, you know the popcorn the and the dressings. And, yeah. and the I know what you're gonna say. And, I know you're gonna say. And uh, uh, he was like, they approached him. The whole group approached him and like, do it. He's like, yeah, yeah, let's give it a lot to charity. And he's like, and they're like, great, yeah, you'll make a lot of money off of it. Oh, and then they call. came to him and they said, this is what we want the labels to look like. And it had the sketch of him. <laughs> a lot of the labels have Which it. Is, yeah. And he said. If you're going to put my face on the label, we need to be a complete nonprofit, 100% to charity. Oh, wow. And then fast forward years later, and uh, by the way, this is 15 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, before before he died. He's like, had I known we would have raised a half a billion dollars, I probably would have said maybe cut off a little yeah. portion, <laughs> make it a little bit profitable. I'd have a nicer casket. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, for real. Oh. And when we no, did that film... Like- they had already made a half a billion dollars. Wow. Now it's yeah, probably yeah. two or three times that much. But this is this is the guy who he was. And what's interesting is is as as much as he was sort of involved with the branding and licensing of it, he was super involved with making it. I, I have friends that were in a car with him and he's at the racing track and he's making popcorn and he has like five versions, different levels of seasoning and salt. He's like, <laughs> I want to do a Newman's own popcorn yeah so mm-hmm. he was developing doing yeah. it on his own and that turned into a huge well i know it's goddamn popcorn he sold but I, I, hundreds of millions of i dollars really invite worth. people at home you know the my first introduction as a kid to paul newman was color of money because yeah. i was you know anytime a tom cruise movie would come out when i was a kid you went to go see it it was just like a thing so i saw i saw paul newman in color of money i was like man this guy's, this guy's so cool He's so cool. And that was, you know, I almost I almost laugh because I can imagine there's there's kids today that their introduction to XYZ actor is the latter part of their career kind of thing. And I invite you go back and watch Color of Money. Well, pa- Color of Money is a great movie. It actually it really is. But go back and watch some of the old like 70s. I need a specific. Paul, what, what's your favorite <laughs> Paul Newman movie? I mean, there's so many. I mean, Slapshot is funny. Great, Color yeah. Money is great. Uh, uh, of course, Butch Cassidy and Sundance but, Kids. Yeah, classic. Yeah, that's like, he's that's funny, the he's classic, done so you know? much. Um, uh, he did, uh, of, of course, he did Winning, right? Which yeah. is the book was written after the documentary is modeled after. Um, but listen, even if you fast forward to his older years and you watch The Hudsucker Proxy, which is a fantastic movie, and then he pretty much retired from film, except... The guys at Pixar went to him and said, please, will you do Cars, the movie Cars? And 
he was a little bit older and he said, I, I'd love to do it, Aww. but you know, I live in Connecticut. Will you come out here yeah. and find uh, a, a sound studio to do it? And they said, absolutely. absolutely. John Lasseter was oh, like, I'm yeah. all in. So right. I, I had met John Lasseter at, um, at a charity fundraiser and I was like, Hey, Mr. Lasseter, you don't know me. My name is Matt and I work on a film. And yeah. I was like, would you like to be in this film? Yeah. And it took me like six months to like eventually get through his gatekeepers. And then I just got a call one day and they said, hi, this is so-and-so from Mr. Lasseter's office. Um, he wants to be in your film. I was like, oh, well, we're done filming it. And uh, I was like, so I, I don't know. And then she's like, okay, well, let me get back to you. And hung up two days later, she called back. She said, Mr. Lasseter would really like to be in your film. She <laughs> said, so if you're willing, she said, we will fly you up here to Pixar and Pixar will film the interview in Mr. Laster's office. So I went back to Nate and I went back to Adam. Oh, I was yes. like, uh, Laster wants to be in the film for free and he's going to yeah. film it all. And so he's going to fly you. And he's gonna, right. Nate, yeah. and I, Nate and I flew up there. Okay. We did nothing. We walked in. <laughs> Nate asked him a few questions, but he's such a storyteller yeah. that yeah. Nate asked him one question and he spoke for two hours. And That's then beautiful. At one point, yeah. Nate starts sweating. I was like, "What the hell? Why is he sweating?" It's because the battery had died, and he doesn't know how to stop. <laughs> oh but, and he's oh like, god, "Oh, like sorry, Nate. I need to switch that oh battery." Oh my god! Uh, yeah, so it's uh, so fantastic. Before the batteries die again, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I okay. want to. Uh, we we end every show the same, man, and uh, and and not not just you, but all the folks listening at home. The only thing we don't get back in life is time and i want to acknowledge you and the folks at home uh for spending a little bit of your like precious time here with us on kill the bottle podcast uh so folks please head over to um first of all you got to check out at drink bravago yes. on uh, social media please check out matt matt where else can folks at home find you well drink bravago is the website and at drink bravago is the social media so i appreciate that and by all means you can follow me at motor raider you'll find all the cool car stuff up there you'll find links to the the lightning car. you'll see the lightning you know but you'll hey, find links look, to the podcast the truck, and all. That's look, really cool. thank you for showing that people can have more than one facet in their life oh look at that uh, look at whether you whether it's their cars look at and you. they oh, can also you. have you know be, be, have more than one interest because we're easy it's easy to put a single hat on people it's, and say this is all you do I mean it's either this or get a real job well I've been a person who <laughs> they've always put a particular hat on me in life yeah. and I wear many hats so I appreciate and acknowledge people who have been able to uh, create different things with all the hats that they wear in life and that's so, my new theme yeah it's either that or get a real job, uh, that or get a real job. i just want to put a hat on megan anything <laughs> anything that will conceal a Let's portion of those eye expressions to me <laughs> i, I for, want for the longest time people would ask me like what i do and i would just say i'm barely employed right <laughs> like that's <laughs> just, what does it yeah. say on just your like, taxes just like Matt. a little yeah. bit just like I barely tell the government that employed too. you know super barely yeah. employed, yeah. Barely employed. uh and this is our season two finale yes, is it? megan and i want to say thank you to everybody who's jumped on board uh listen to kill the bottle please like subscribe Great review uh, say good tell things. megan she has nice feet on only fans oh, whatever do it. it works do for it. you i do have a great OnlyFans um, page yeah. and 
We're going to be back in December. So don't Duh. fret. It's going to be like be a couple weeks. But we'll, we'll, we'll be back. Okay. Yeah, we need Megan. We need to give Megan a chance to go home for Thanksgiving and eat stuffing in a place that has Get higher laid, altitude. Like all, the, all, the you know, things, all the important so things. things. Uh, so stay tuned and see you guys soon. We love you. Thank you. 